Hey friends, welcome to Financial Fixer. I'm your host, Amanda Delaney. This podcast is for women who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. This is the place where we get real and talk about our money even when it's hard. I help women step out in courage, take control of their money, and build the confidence to take the ultimate journey to financial independence. In this show, I share my best nuggets from the framework I used to get my own shit together and clean up my money mess. These systems and strategies are the same when I work with my one-to-one clients and community members. We practice daily practical and actionable habits that may seem tiny but have mighty results. So if you're ready to get excited about your money and turn your confusion into clarity and maybe even get a little triggered into getting your ass in gear, listen up because your future matters. Hello, you made it back, my friend. I am so beyond grateful to you for coming here and showing up again at the Financial Fixer podcast. This one's going to be good. It's a solo episode, not an interview. I've got another interview for you next week. The interviews are going great, and I'm having such a good time. I'm so, so grateful for the people, the women that are willing to be coached. They're coachable, they're ready to learn, they're ready to listen, and they want to share their stories. So I'm super appreciative of all the women that I have in the pipeline to tell their story here on the podcast. That's been so fun, but I got to pop in a couple of these little solo episodes too because I do a lot of workshops and lives and uh, just showing up giving real legitimate uh, training. So that's what I'm going to do here today. Today's a little bit of a mix of training, mindset work, you know, just a pep talk on making a decision on a big purchase, right? Such as a home, such as refinancing your home, your the place that you live, the place that you reside, the place that you really you want to be careful how much risk you put on that space, right? Your home is your space. That's where you go to to lay your head at night. And I'm just here to talk about making the right decision and just kind of leading you in the right direction Everyone has a different set of circumstances and their situation is different. Partnerships are different. Relationships are different. Lifestyles are different. Um, So I'm just going to give you some overview and talk a little bit about where you want to go with this. I'm going to let this one speak for itself, but as I introduce it, I do want to give you three tips, three really quick tips before you listen to this podcast episode Number one, before you do anything, if you are really serious about getting your home refinanced, go ahead and do your own legwork first. Please don't consider just going and seeing if you can get pre-approved. Pull your own credit report. It's free. You can pull it from all three credit bureaus. You can even, a lot of the banks nowadays will pull them for you for free. You can get your full credit report and your credit score right there. And tip number two is really determine how much you need. Hence the word need. How much do you really need to refinance your home for? You may have a lot of equity in your home, but that doesn't mean to refinance to the maximum that you can refinance for your home. You know, think through logically and clearly, get really clear on what your goals are. If it's to pay pay off debt, determine how much debt you need to pay off. If it's to take cash out, how much cash do you need for whatever that thing is? If it's a remodel for your home or if you want to take a big vacation, I really don't care the reasons, but really how much do you need to take out if you are going to refinance 
If you are doing this just to get a lower interest rate, that's a different topic. We are talking about paying off debt here. So really make yourself clear, write it all down, know exactly how much you need to refinance before you do anything at all. Step number three is look at your own monthly budget. If you're not on a monthly budget, get on one so that we can really truly understand how much a monthly payment, a mortgage monthly payment, we can afford. How much can you really afford to pay for your monthly payment? If you're already maxed out on what you're paying with your mortgage, then it's something to reconsider, right? Take a look at that monthly budget. Determine how much you really can afford to make your mortgage payment. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this podcast today. Purely spending behavior strategy. I do not focus on investing. However, I know enough to make me dangerous to give you a little advice after you are out of all non-mortgage debt and have a savings for emergency funds and you know, you're ready to invest. That's when we'll talk and I'll you know, suggest that you speak to an advisor that you trust. Uh, but I am not a financial advisor and I never claim to be. I am a finance major, so I do understand enough to, again, make me dangerous, but I really do not want to carry portfolios. I don't wanna make commissions off of people investing their money. It's just not something that's fun to me. I'm not saying that you know that industry isn't great, but what I do is holistically get you to the place where you're building wealth and you are investing and you are putting your money in the right places and consistently tracking the way that you're managing your money. So main focus here is tracking, tracking, tracking. And if you're wondering if you should do a home refi to get out of debt, non-mortgage debt, that is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say that you shouldn't. That is not what this live is about. This is for you to dig a little deeper and to go and to edify yourself before you make a big, huge transaction decision like that. And to be able to shop smarter as well. And I'm going to go very high level here. I can't get too deep because it can take me hours to go through all the different scenarios that this, again, we're, we're talking to many, many different people here. We're talking to different cases, different situations, different partnerships, different lifestyles. So what works for you may not work for the next person. And what works for me or what caused me trauma may not be what is going to be the same thing that happens to you, right? But I am going to talk a little bit about my trauma today. Because why? Because I share my trauma message to help you believe that you can, if you are having financial trauma or trauma at all, that you can get past it and you can grow from it and you can heal from those traumas. I'm going to kind of talk about three things. I'm going to go into a little bit of training here. Um, I did, I crunched some numbers before I got on this live so that I wasn't, again, I was born like a little bit slow. I actually am, I have a slight learning disability. So <laughs> I know some of you are probably laughing at me, but it's true. And so, yes, I have learned these skills and I train on them and I, I'm extremely um, skilled in this area. But when it comes to teaching and like um, doing quick numbers and quick math fast, I, it's it's something that I wasn't born into. Like it's not it doesn't come natural. So I need to use a calculator. I need to use a spreadsheet. I need to like use all the tools. Right. So and that's what I talk about here also is 
using your tools that make your life simplified, right? Simplifying your life. Don't just walk into the closing table and sit down and sign your life away without really knowing what all this math means and what the language is <clears throat> and understanding what it means for you in your future. So that's what I'm trying to help you with here in any ways today is, you know, with my slowness and all that. So either you could be wanting to refinance just to get a lower interest rate. Say you're out of, I'm going to use numbers that I've already like applied. So say you're at a 4.5% interest rate now, and you have an opportunity to go to a 2.75% interest rate. That could change some things, right, for you. And you're not going to do any cash out. So I'm going to use that example of just a straight refinance plus closing costs, um, the average closing costs. It, closing costs could range from, you know, 3000 to 9000 It depends on the amount of your mortgage and so on, right? So, um, and who helped you and all that. And again, I'm not going to go too deep. So I'm going to use round numbers. Um, also, number two is a cash out option. So are you wanting to refinance your house to get cash out? You may be taking advantage of a lower interest rate, that's fine. I am going to use an example of just staying with the same interest rate so that I don't have to keep going too deep and, and making this very long. So I'm just going to use an example of say you're already at a 2.75% interest rate. You have an opportunity to refinance. So you're going to refinance with the same 2.75% interest rate, but you're going to take cash out because you've got debt to pay off or you want to renovate your house or you want to go on a big fat vacation. All that's fine with me. I don't care what it is that you're doing with this money. What I care about is that you have intentions on paying it off and not allowing it to cause a hangover later to where you've made a decision, a transactional decision that has now affected your future and you've kind of stolen from your nest egg because your house is your nest egg. That's your, that's your investment. So, it's fine. Take the cash out. And I, again, I don't, I don't care what the reasons are. And we'll talk about a few of those reasons that they could be. But remember, this is your retirement. OK, it's your money. Think of it that way. This is an investment. This isn't just somewhere where you've got cash hanging out. This is where this could have, this could set you up in a better situation for your future. Spend with the end in mind. Think with the end in mind. Right. Think through our spending decisions and this refi is a spending decision. Okay. Also, I'll talk a little bit about the debt side of things like kind of, you know, your intent to ditch the debt and then what that means if you do take the cash out and you use it towards debt. And then I'm going to talk about a little bit of mindset about after that too. So I'm going to run through some numbers. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. So let's walk through this very quickly. If you have a pen and paper, I suggest it because this kind of gives you an idea. And again, if you want access to this template, please send me an email. Um, you can reach me uh, or just send me a, a message on Messenger. Obviously, if you're here, you are a Facebook user and I'm guessing you have Messenger, but you can also um, send me an email at amanda at financialfixer.com. All right. So the, in this case, using round numbers, you have a $300,000 principal mortgage. Right now you owe your, it says on your statement that you owe $300,000 flat right now. So say you're going to go for the interest rate reduction because you've got a 4.5% interest rate. Right now you are paying a $1,500 mortgage, 1520, 
06. And this is not including escrow and homeowners insurance, the homeowners insurance and taxes. This is not including escrow. Okay. So just keep that in mind. This is only uh, your payment on the mortgage. Okay. So I'm not going to do all that math on the escrow. No freaking thank you. I want no part of it. So I'm just going to teach you on the mortgage itself. Okay. So right now you're paying 15.2006 for a 4.5% 4, 4 um, interest rate for a 30 year fixed. Okay. I am going to suggest uh, that you do a 30 year fixed. And if you possibly could do a 15 year fix, because the faster you're out of your mortgage debt, the faster you can um, get rich. Right. So I'm not going to go too deep into that, but 4.5%. So right now you're, you're paying 1520 and say you change it to 2.75. So you refinance and you get a 2.75%. So I'm just going to run the numbers here. Okay. Now your payment has gone down every month to 1224.72, right? I just used round numbers here, but anyways, you get the picture. So you've reduced your payment by $296 per month, right? Um, just doing a pure interest rate refinance. Now let's say your closing cost, because there is no opportunity without a cost. I'm going to repeat that. There is no opportunity without a cost. If you have the opportunity to refinance, you will not refinance your home without a cost. There are closing costs and fees, and I don't know what they will be because I'm not sitting there at the closing table with you, but somewhere around $5,000 for a $300,000 mortgage. Okay. I'm just saying it could be more. It could be less depending on who you go through. Okay. So I'm going to use a round number of $5,000. Your closing costs are $5,000. So if you are saving $296 per month, you know, you're saving that in your payment, your savings in your interest percentage per month is 437. And I'll show you. So say you go from a 4.75, I'm sorry, 4.5, I think it was 4.5. Your interest payment is 1125. Okay. Going towards interest every month when you say you first started, right? I know it changes, um, it changes here. So it, it does go up, you know, so I'm not gonna, actually, I should have done that math, but I guess I could do it here. It's a little bit different. So some probably take you less than 11 months, but I just calculated it up. So that's 1200, doesn't really matter. Um, I'm close enough. So anyways, I hope you're understand, following where I'm at. So your interest payment is 1125. So say you are, oh yeah, it, it changes to 2.75. And we did not roll up the closing costs into the mortgage. We just did a three, we just did $3,000, I'm sorry, $300,000 mortgage again in the refinance. And so you paid cash, say you paid cash, you had the cash, so you paid $5,000. In this case, you did not roll it into the mortgage. Okay. But say you did, it was, it's 305. But for the sake of numbers, which is, you know, makes your payment a little bit more, right? But for the sake of numbers, I'm saying you didn't roll it in. You just paid cash and now you've just refinanced for a lower interest rate. Okay. So the difference in the interest rate, in the interest payment per month. So as you can see here, 687 towards interest versus the um, 1125, which again, it, it you can see more goes 
less goes towards interest every month by a dollar or so, depending, right? So um, anyway, so that's, it varies a little bit, but I just kind of did round math and you're saving about $437 per month, okay? So it would take you about 11 months to recoup $5,000. If this, is, if this is running clear to you, let me know. If it's not or you have any questions, please leave a comment. So basically what I'm saying is, is that your savings per month in the interest would total this on average. Of course, the interest changes every month because as you pay down the principal, because as the principal goes down, right, you're, you end up because you pay more towards the principal every month, your interest is going to be a little less. So that's kind of how this works. And that's the reason why you need to use an amortization schedule to kind of run this calculation. So anyways, it takes about 11 months to recoup the 5,000. So what I mean is here is if you refinance, you do straight refinance just to reduce your interest rate and it costs you $5,000. It's going to take you 11 months to pay that off, right? What it costs you. It's probably worth it, right? Because over time, you're going to save a boatload in, you know, your interest um, payments and you could even get it paid off sooner. Say you're going to take cash out. This is the next example that I want to talk about. If you're going to take cash out and the interest stays the same because you already have a really good interest rate and you can't buy it down or, you know, and if you do, it's too much or whatever. So you decide to go with the same interest rate, but you need the cash. You want to refinance, but say in, in the case where you want to pay off debt for the sake of the topic, right? Say you want to pay off $30,000 in debt. So you're going to take $30,000 in a cash out, okay? And your closing costs, because you've got a higher mortgage and, you know, maybe closing costs are different, whatever, um, $7,000 is your closing cost. So your total opportunity cost is $37,000, Instead of now $300,000 mortgage, you have $337,000 mortgage. So now your payment has gone up and I ran those calculations here. You've gone from 300K to 337K. You were originally paying uh, $1,224 per month and now you're paying $1,375 per month. Your difference in payment is $151.05. That sounds not so bad, right? Like you're increasing your uh, payment only by 151 for the next 30 years. So keep that in mind if you are going to, if this is a forever home, but even if it's not, just keep that in mind, okay? That that extra 151 is going to be paying down that $30,000 in extra debt for 30 years. So just keep that in mind. Here's, the, here's where we want to talk about the debt the mindset stuff. If you're going to take out debt or tr move debt, because that's basically what you're doing is moving your debt from one debt to another. So debt is debt. Yes, mortgage debt is better than any revolving or in other installment debt that has a, you know, that's not an investment, right? But it's still debt. So I, I want to make sure that, I guess you should ask yourself the question, you know, Am I going to be aggressive? Do you intend on overpaying your mortgage, getting it paid off in, in less than 30 years, paying an extra 50 bucks towards your mortgage, so on and so forth, to allow this opportunity to benefit you and see you through to your future, right? And see you through to a better future, right? And change the game of what's going to happen for you in the future and your retirement and so on. I'll stop with that and I'll tell you a little story. 
And that's the reason why I am uh, bringing that up. So let me just talk about that just a little bit. I was a housing crisis casualty. I'll do a really quick story because I'm already 27 minutes in because I like to ramble. Sorry. When I was in my 20s, I bought a home in 2004, I think, 2004. My daughter was two. My eldest daughter, she's 19 now, was two. I was not managing money well. I was in my 20s and really hadn't been taught very well how to manage money and no nothing bad against my parents, but they were taught a certain way. And, you know, we weren't taught to budget and that's just how it went. So then I refinanced again. And, and I think 20, let's see, 2004. And then, so I bought the house in 2004. Okay. And then I refinanced it in 2005. And I want to say that I refinanced it again in 2007, six or seven. First time was to get cash out. I was trying to run a business. <laughs> Does this seem aligned? Anyways, it's not, it's, I'm a completely different human now, but the second time was a modification. Okay. So the second one was a modification, but what the modification was, and they don't even do much of this anymore. I don't think they hardly do, but it was an adjustable modification. The modification went from 5.5% interest, terrible interest rate, right? To 8.5 over years. It took like three years, right? For it to go up. And then my mortgage had basically ballooned and I couldn't afford to live at my house anymore. So I ended up uh, trying to remodify the, the home to, to modify it again. And it was in the courts and I had an attorney and I was paying all the money to the attorney and my house was up for sale, um, you know, in the courts and my attorney filed a motion and the motion got onto the judge's desk. The judge, the judge forgot to sign the motion or he didn't forget. He actually didn't see it. It got stuck on his desk and my attorney didn't follow up and then all this stuff, but all regardless. Okay. I lost my home. I lost my home. And I didn't even know that I had lost my home until two weeks later when I got a letter telling me that it had been purchased and that I needed to be out by a certain date. So my trauma does not have to be your trauma and it doesn't even have to be anywhere aligned. But what I'm trying to say, this leads me into the next topic, which is, are you shifting your behaviors? Will you stop or slow down the use of revolving credit and your and change your spending behavior to where this blessing, this opportunity cost is worth the cost because you've changed your behavior and you're no longer depending on debt. Because if you're still going to depend on debt after you've refinanced your mortgage, the way I did, right? I did. That's what I did. Then all this is for what? Nothing. It's not going to serve you. It's important that I have that deep conversation with you because what you're trying to do is, is get wealthy. And if you're still depending on debt to live a lifestyle or to, for whatever reason, or you're, you're underwater um, and need to get above water, let's talk about it. If that's the case, please reach out to me. I'm here. But if you're going to go right back into the same boat of being in debt, then this is not the right move. We need to focus on behavior change, which is where someone like me comes in. Someone, the academy, the academy would come in at that point, right? So three questions you want to ask yourself before you refinance your house. What is this opportunity cost? which I've gone through some numbers with you so you can figure that out. What is this opportunity cost? Okay. What's it going to cost me? And is it worth it? 
or should I just go ahead and focus on paying on my debt and get really tight on a budget and get real about being intentional about my money goals, right? So ask yourself those questions. Two, once debt is rolled up into the mortgage, will you aggressively be paying it off? Because once that debt is no longer a revolving debt, then you don't feel that push or that tug. It's not as painful, which totally get it to not have that stress of that debt or those interest amounts that keep racking up in your statements and your credit card statements. And you're like, oh, my God, this is this debt is costing me one hundred and fifty dollars a month. What in the heck? Right. I get it. That kind of stress sucks. But when that stress gets taken away, that pressure, all of it, you may it may get lost in translation. Right. And now it's a, a different debt. Now it seems like a good debt. I don't like to call mortgages good debt, but I mean, it kind of it, it's a better debt, but it's not like a good debt. I mean, really, it's debt. You still owe money. You still have a risk. Debt, any kind, any kind of debt is a risk. That's two. And the third, I'll reiterate, will you stop or slow down your behavior and your dependency on utilizing debt? Because if you don't intend to do that, if you really don't really deeply intend to do that, I would second guess and, and think of a different route before I refinance if I were you. So I hope that that was helpful today. The next live, I'm going to be talking more about moving debt because it's coming up a, a boatload like every day. This refinancing stuff is coming up a lot because the interest rates, again, are great right now. And I and I do recommend refinancing, um, especially not like uh, just if you can get a much lower interest rate, it, it probably does make sense. I'm willing to walk through the numbers with you if you'd like me to, to really make sure that that does make sense for you. But it is something that I do recommend usually depending on your current situation and what the situation would look like if you were to refinance. So there are numbers that need to be crunched before you make that decision. Um, it's not like a knee jerk. Yes. It's not like automatic. Okay. If you are interested in free coaching, I will do a free session with you and also a podcast interview. If you want to share your success with my free coaching, I am open to that as well. I'm doing one this afternoon. So I'm really excited to be working with one of the members here and I will continue to be doing that, getting those breakthroughs, getting you jump started into your next money goal, the next thing, the next thing, so that you can get wealthy and be financially independent because that's what we do here at Financial Fixer Community, okay? All right, I'll be talking to you soon. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you loved it, send it to a girlfriend or send it to five or 10. That would mean the world to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Financial Fixer and feel free to tag me there too. So until next time, my friend, show your future self some love and spend with the end in mind.